Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technology. So I'm going to admit something. Now, I did put my bracket out there just to like, hey, this is my bracket, just so you guys see. What I love, I do... It's not to brag like, I have incredible handwriting. I have great penmanship. What I do love, there will be, anytime I post my handwriting, a lot of people who say, geez, you write like, you write like this is the 1700s. This is unbelievable. But I will get a smattering of people going, I can't read this. This is chicken scratch. This is garbage. Look, I mean, look, this guy, this guy right here, Kevin, look, what is this? What does this say? What is it like? It is like. Well, I've always adored your, your handwriting. Your penmanship isn't anything to write home about. Chicken scratch and barely, barely legible. Like there will be people, and he might be messing with me for all I know, but there will be people who inevitably get in all the time and bring up how terrible my handwriting is and they can't read it. I don't get it. I always thought your handwriting was great. I, I can't even read my own handwriting. Well, my cursive, my cursive is impossible for other people to read. There are times where I write things like in my book. And they can't, they have nothing. I'm, I'm a, my mechanic, so I'm left-handed. And so, yes, I would smudge when we were into pencils. I'd smudge everything well, on the binder. that's why I write like this. I write on my side. All and, and then this became... Uh, Same how, thing. How would, yeah. you, how would you describe what I'm doing with my it hand right now? It would be a shepherd's crook. Is that a shepherd's crook? Yes. Is that what that's called? <laughs> oh, my a God. Shepherd's that is crook. incredible. <laughs> hey, are, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so I write like this, and... You've joked before. I know it's a different thing, like your signature. I don't understand how people have these great signatures because I would try to practice writing signatures in high school. I can't and believe it never was good. Bad. I can't believe your signature is that And so bad. I don't have one. I I, well, I, I just don't have one. It. It's not that it's it's bad. It's I don't have one, so it's different every but time. you're left-handed. 
Yeah. And left-handed people are supposed like I can't draw. Left-handed people are supposed to be more um creative. Creative. They are supposed to be that like right-handed people. My my hey, my brother-in-law is right-handed and I'll tell you right now that bastard can put together just about anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is he's got it. I mean, there's just a knack he has for mechanics that he can just pull off anything. And we hey, you know, I, we get along fine enough whatever. I, I we don't really not playing tricks I, together. He doesn't seem to like me for whatever reason, but well, you know. Uh, so I think it's kind of turned why. into why, why, yeah, why, why is, is that? that? Wondering why. I'm why not allowed around him. I really don't like talking around him. Wondering why. Um, I guess he's coming over on Saturday, so that's going to be a hoot. Anyway, um, but um, he uh, he puts together everything, but I, usually, like, I can make something look decent with writing. And so when we, like Lyman and I, there have been people who've asked us to sign pictures and send it to him. It's always at the holidays. Usually I get about a dozen or 15 people who send us, they want a picture for the holidays or something like that. So I have Lima sign some things and, and things like that. So we had some people who had them and I had Lima sign a few. And we have one, we have one picture that's in somebody's office right mm-hmm. now that they got... <laughs> They got pissed off that it was in somebody else's office, <laughs> and they wanted one. They thought they deserved one, so I sent it, and they put it in their office without them knowing, and now it's sitting there with a bunch of pictures of their family, and that person hasn't even recognized it yet. Either way, uh, I was shocked the first time you ever signed a picture, and I was like, this is your mm. signature? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I I don't thought have you a were way joking. to do it. I thought you were joking. It is a joke, because I don't know how to do it. I have no idea. Work on I, it. But what what is working on it? I'm going to give you a legal pad and a decent pen. Explain And me, I'm going to make you work on it. How did everybody get good at it is what I want to know. Just they pr- worked at it. Okay, just practicing okay, did not make me better eyes. at it. Y- yes. Bo- I almost cussed so at you. So do people that end up in the media, did they secretly think they were all going to get famous? So they went and did this? No, it's about having something Like that, Bart that, Simpson on the chalkboard? Okay, I'm going to tell you something here. So my... If I put a quote-unquote autograph, which I've signed very few, it is different from my signature. My signature has my name with my middle initial and my suffix okay. at the end of it. Because remember, I'm I am my father's son, where we don't we share the same name, mm. common name. Uh, it's different. I think you need to work on it just because I think when people see that sort of thing, they they tend to take you more seriously. Okay? Uh-huh. That's what I think you should do. People notice those things. And so that's been one of the – and my father has my, – my dad and I have almost very close handwriting. One time I tried to forge my dad's signature when I got detention in first grade, but that's a totally different conversation. What you do is you take an old check and you put it underneath the paper <laughs> you need to write on. Believe me, and got me that, through many years. Has that worked hypothetically, Owen? It might have gotten me through many years. I had a friend in junior high who used to take a pencil and very carefully make D's into B's. A girl used to do that to, yeah, her, I, to I, her report card. I, she I, was raised by her grandma. That's incredible. And her grandma didn't notice. She turned <laughs> F's into A's. She was able to fudge it enough. Was she Henry Abagnale from Catch Me If You yes. Can? Frank Abagnale. Frank Abagnale. Yeah, was, sorry, I was listening Who to was Henry? Is that the dad or is that I'm nobody? I'm not sure. It might as well be Henry. Uh, I remember uh, fourth grade, Mrs. Cotton, uh, she saw the signature and immediately said, that's not your mom's signature. <laughs> I mean, she called me on it so fast, so I couldn't even do other people's signatures, Ken. 
And it's not like she knows how do teachers know anybody's signature, right? But she just knew. Yeah. Oh, you know what she was probably doing? She probably knew that that was something I would make up because yeah. I was a did, I was a pathological liar. So she probably knew that I would admit it. Uh, caught red-handed, even though she had I, no proof. I believe, though, because they still make you... So everything's digital. Like, the reason I walked out in the last segment was my kid's school called me and said he wasn't there, but he was there. It's a whole thing. Whoa. But, but everything's... Whoa, they're on top of it. It's the fifth grader, Whoa. too. Yeah, no, the the homeroom teacher marked him absent when he wasn't, and, he, and then they finally called him, and they called the homeroom teacher, and he goes, oh, yeah, I screwed up. Like, oh, well, I thought my kid was on the lam for... Hours that okay, you should be happy though. But so he ran out. I thought, I okay, I thought it that kind of accountability. This. But I'm just I'm saying, gonna I'm gonna admit this everything's digital now with your children and all that. Like, I get up to the date when they put or up to the minute when they put their grade in for an assignment, but at the beginning of the school year, they still make you fill out like sign 800 pieces of paper. Yeah, and I think it's just so they know what the parent's signature looks like in case they have to have. Several proofs of identification. Well, I just love it. Like Amazon, they now take a picture of your house, yes. which is starting to get creepy because I'm like, yeah. I'm in the window right there, and they're taking pictures right. of the package. Like, pretty soon they're going to be taking pictures of your kid failing the test as he's taking the test. I, Here he is. Here's the picture of him taking the test. I, I shouldn't admit this. So when Owen ran off, and then I, I knew it was, I thought it, maybe his kid was sick or something, and I'm going, who do you think you are? You a better dad than me? But you just run off out of the show. I am. And I'm like, okay, his kid, they couldn't find his kid. I am a better dad than you. I okay. figured more drama. No, I, I thought the drama would be at a, a higher pitch for something like that. The way no. you left. Well, so. They got very serious. I got at, at seven. So my father comes over in the morning and gets the kids off to school. Mm-hmm. Um, at 740 this morning, I got a, the alert that. Wyatt was not or is uh, marked absent for homeroom, and so I texted my dad. I go, "Did he make it to the bus?" And he's like, "Yeah, he made it to the bus." And then, of course, now my dad's freaking out. Like, did he screw something up? So the first that's seven forty-five to seven fifty is homeroom. Well, this was five minutes before homeroom was supposed to start. So then at seven. 55 usually if they're absent the next class will also mark them absent and you see it until you call in and say they aren't coming then they just mark them absent for the whole day and you get 15 notifications <laughs> one's one for each class even for lunch they give you a notification huh. for it so when i didn't see the second one i was like oh somebody screwed up well then nobody fixed it and the truancy hotline automatically calls you and when that called me i'm like okay let me just just to make sure that he didn't actually, you know, he's not off in the woods smoking crack or something. How many people are employed by these schools now that they have Not this... enough to keep track yeah. of my kid, well, That's what I was going to say. The fact that there's this truancy in, entire uh, corner wing of the school that is... Yeah. And I mean, in a way, this is good. I mean, this is really good that they at least... It feels like I never missed it in high school. And it, mine was a little different. It was such a small town, and my yeah. dad was the city manager. So it well, wasn't like... I could just go walking around town all day. But in high school, there were definitely days I didn't go, and my parents had no clue about it. Like, kids who were older than us, like, you guys are five years older than me, but, like, I mean, like, guys who went to high school in, like, the early 90s, and you'd hear about them skipping school, and it's just whatever, whatever. And, like, people my dad's age who went to high school in, like, 1978, yeah, hey, just skip school, and nothing. I'm like, how is that possible? Because... They're like, and they're in a lot of your guys' schools. 
you guys could leave for lunch. Yeah. That was that no. That was a ne- never. Not a Perry. Mm-hmm. Not a chance. Not an effing chance. You were there. You were there the whole time. You weren't leaving to go to lunch. Sixth grade, we got to. The whole school still did it. And then after that, that was the last year I got to do it. So for one year, nope. I got to leave campus during lunch. Yeah, we never did. You never. didn't have enough time to do anything. We, we really had felt, I got to say, at our high school, and I, I, I realize can't be like this everywhere and maybe shouldn't be like this anywhere. I don't know. But I don't know. Maybe I felt like we had earned it. Like we were treated like young adults. But we were treated because, you know, we had our driver's licenses and we 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 pretty much. I mean, yeah, you still had the, the same kind of horseplay and fooling around and all that nonsense that comes with being being a child or being a uh, a young adult. But we were allowed. I I looking back, like they they trusted us a lot more than maybe they should have. Yeah, I mean, it just did. I couldn't even believe we're allowed to drive to school. That to me is crazy. Think about all the kids leaving school at the same time. Yeah. in their cars. That alone should result in accidents every day. Why it is now Mark present? What's that? Why it is now Mark present? It just popped Boom. up. On the All right. There we go. They're listening to Boom. the podcast. When something yeah. happens, I love how he gets it like a Schefter. He gets a notification like it's Schefter. Our school <laughs> should say report. <laughs> Owen's child Our is school, in school. We get. I get an email. I get an email, a text message, a call, a voicemail. Damn. Technically four different things. Yeah, we got it. When we were the only school to not go on Tuesday, and the text, we got all that stuff. The text message pisses you off because it's just a link to listen right. to the voicemail. It mm. doesn't text you what's going on. Right. And it happens. I mean, during the school year, it's going to happen. I, I'll, I'll get, I will get one today, and sometimes it's up to three a day. When COVID first hit, oh, my God, my phone was ringing off the hook. Ringing off the hook. <laughs> Telling you to stay home? Yeah. Because at first they were just like, well, and then the state got in and we're yeah. like, well, the kids can't go to school till the end of the month. Then they can't go to school. Till, and then that was it. My phone used to tell me to mask up every day. Yep. And now here we are. And then Aaron Rodgers, he just turned his off. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but work, you got to work on your signature. I think it's embarrassing okay. if you ask me. But, you know, that's your call. But there are people who think that uh, who can't read different handwriting. But my cursive, you can't read it. And I love writing in cursive. I've, I've, I love it. I've read a ton of your writing, especially when I was doing what AA does now, and mm-hmm. you would have your notes and stuff like that. I think for the most part, it's pretty decent. There are words here and there that I'm like, what does this say? But I know what the context of what we're... You, know. you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know what the context is. It should be fine. Decipher it, people. That's true. These characters have been around for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not hieroglyphics. We're brought to you by Extend. The death of the NCAA tournament. Go. Uh, thanks to Chris Holtman. My story. Uh... I, I think it's unbelievable, and it's it's not just that Ohio State's bad, obviously, but we were going over the list on uh, the top draft picks, the upcoming draft for the NBA, you know, what the order is. Obviously, Wembeyama's number one. Mm-hmm. What college does he play for? Doesn't. He plays in France, France on, right? a, on, a, on a pro team. Oui, oui. Uh, the next guy, was it uh, Scoop Henderson? He is not playing in the NBA. So you go up and down this list, and with all the guys – uh, the foreign players, the G League, the what's the other one called? I always forget it. The United, uh, I can't remember what it is. But do they still have the CBA? Right, with all with all these other opportunities that Isn't are that out what there. Master P played in. They don't have. <laughs> yeah. They they just don't have the top talent. So when I'm watching college hoops, we always used to say. I mean, Kenny used to joke with us. Kenny Kid would say, "Well, I'm not watching minor league sports." He'd say that for football. And basketball, and technically, to college level. he's correct. Yeah, right? it's a lower level. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. College football, college mm-hmm. basketball, is not anywhere near the high level of play that the NBA and college basketball has. However, or that college football has. But I'm looking at what has happened to college basketball over the last, you know, 20 years, and it has certainly devolved. Like I do remember great runs like Carmelo Anthony. Uh, you go back, Kemba Walker. That incredible run. Uh, Anthony Davis with Kentucky winning the championship. The Pit Snoggle, who has certainly resurfaced. Are we going to get him on the show? Is Anthony going to get him on the show? He is on it. I'm texting my truancy officer to call his. He might have a better shot. Yeah, he's apparently, we thought he was a car dealer. Instead, allegedly, he is a principal or a superintendent or something. Either way. Uh, So this has happened over time that. You know, the one and dones, that was it was still an exciting phase of college basketball. But now the best one and dones, they don't even make it to college basketball now because why should they? They can go get paid. They can go get better development, at least at a skill level. Now they might not get the development that you'd get playing in tough buildings, tough gyms, you know, teams going boxing one against you and having to navigate some of the biggest college basketball teams and 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 strategy like okay you're not really getting that in the G League but you are getting NBA type coaching in the G League okay, and there is true. a big debate Ken about where to get developed now as a player like we know still in football is there any better place to go when you graduated high school to get ready for the NFL than college football what is the better alternative there isn't there's none there's none Right? Yeah. If you just sat out the year and said, I'm going to. You can make an argument for minor league baseball. Yes, you can. Over over college baseball. Yes, you can. Certainly. But it is now debatable that college basketball is the best place to get you ready for the NBA if you're an elite prospect. And we were talking about, I saw Tony Kornheiser on Party Interruption and Michael Wilbon were like, how bad is this that the best player, the player of the year in college hoops, is a seven foot four uh, Purdue player, Zach Eady. Yeah, is that what it is? 
And I've watched him. He's he's probably the guy I've seen the most. He is a monster. He and he's good. There's skill there. He's, he's obviously bigger than everybody. There's some thickness there too. Yes. That's the thing about him. Yes. And it's sad knowing that that guy will get played right off the floor at the next level. And now Owen did try to check me on that earlier and did say, hasn't it always been like that in college hoops? Well, some guys, yes, like Christian Leitner, who was on the dream team, wasn't he? Well, I don't know that it's always been like, but it was at least when I like, I used to love college basketball in the 90s, and I really don't care about it at all now. Ever since, like, Mello was the first guy that was kind of what you have now of the one and dones, right? Of what I remember. Oh, three, yeah. Oh, three, right? And Kevin, you know, Kevin Durant. Greg Oden, they were one and done. Mike Conley, we were all, always remember that team. Oh, yeah. But when did the you can't go straight from high school to the pros start? That was they can't. After, or can they can't? Oh, was that after Kobe? Remember KG was KG, no because the big LeBron example. went straight from high school. Oh yeah, yeah. Was after you, you ever heard of LeBron James? Yeah, heard of him. Pretty good at basketball. <laughs> Boy, my oh, memory okay. these days starting to fail me. Too much alcohol um, back in the day. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, this, but this it was sometime time. around there where. And that's kind of what changed, and that's what we have now, is that you go to college for one year, and now there's been a shift in the last three years where, no, you don't even go to college at all. Well, you Brandon go, Jennings you go was play. the first one who wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Sorry, yeah. to, sorry to get loud there. Brandon to go Jennings, overseas? Yeah, because yeah. he was like, I'm not going to – I don't want to go to class. I, I want to make money. Well, you did no Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> but this was yeah. the first guy who openly yeah. just didn't want to go through their system of – because it's – like, listen, man, if you really want to stay eligible for a semester before college season starts, it's not hard to do. Ask Carmelo Anthony. In college, <laughs> ask Carmelo Anthony. But I think for a guy like Brandon Jennings, Brandon Jennings is just like, I just want to work on basketball. I'm mm-hmm. not interested in going to class. Because it's like, well, if you just go to class, he didn't want to go to class. So and he didn't the, want to deal with that, that stuff. That's the, you know, they have the soccer model, uh, football model overseas, yeah. where these guys are in an academy. And they do learn. I mean, they still learn all their way up, but they don't even go to real high schools, and it's an academy situation, and then you're owned by well, the, the possession of a but team. I, but I would say that there's there has to be a conversation. like, and you, You're not going to like this, but this kind of goes with, you know, I always talk about, what are our th- three million skilled labor jobs that we don't have in America and how, you know, there's, there's plenty of ways that you can, you can find work without having to go to college and that a lot of college and people in college, uh, scholars will argue this and, and I can see their side to it to a certain degree. You know, some of the classes that you take, well, that's for a more well-rounded education. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when you're charging me so much per yeah. credit hour, I'm not interested in a well-rounded education. I'm interested in making a better life for myself and those around me. And so when you're a basketball player, you know, is, is that a skilled job? That's a skilled job. And so if With my, only so many years to exactly. capitalize on the skill. So it's almost, if I were a carpenter, I don't think anybody, I can't, I don't think I could just go out and be a carpenter. I don't think so. I think that there's certain things that certain people could do. I could I could say I'm a carpenter and have my head up my ass and and not do a good job being a carpenter and have an F rating with the BBB and do all that stuff. But I think if I wanted to be a carpenter and do it the right way, I would after high school go and maybe I would take some business courses by the way mm-hmm. and get an associates in business so I could be a contractor in some way or I would be an apprentice 
and go and learn the trade from somebody who's done it for a long period of time. And for a guy like, I'll use Brandon Jennings as the example, I'll go and learn the trade from somebody, a coach who's done it for a long period of time. So it's basically the same practice as skilled labor. So when we do this in other ways, we don't get upset, but because this upsets, and I'm not yelling at you, Tone, but because it upsets the apple cart of what we know, and we go, man, we miss the old days of college basketball. And the old days of college basketball, hey, man, they were fun. But I don't know if it's the same token of what it is, what it used to be. Yeah, I mean, I grew up. I don't know if it should be. I grew up watching uh, the first teams I remember were the UNLV teams uh, with Jerry Tarkanian. I could name not only the starting five, I could name like four bench players. And then after that, it was uh, the, 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 the Fab Five, the Duke teams. The Fab Five, then the Arkansas Razorbacks team, and I'll never forget. It was Bill Clinton calling in to the final to the championship right. game. He called into the Final Four. Like what an amazing thing that uh, you can't really envision happening today. But it was it was that I grew up during that period. So that is in in many ways. I mean, that's an intoxicating time to be a, a viewer of college sports. Like how incredible! And then you followed all those guys. As they progressed to the NBA, and some better than others. I mean, we mentioned Christian Leitner and the Eric Montrosses of the world. Like they weren't all winners right. in, in in the NBA, but there certainly were a lot of guys that had very good NBA careers. And you followed them. I mean, that the generation before me, they'll talk about Magic and Bird, and they'll talk about Isaiah Thomas winning a national championship at Indiana. And they perfect. W- were they perfect? And they what? Was that the undefeated year? team? And then they watched after that, 85, 86, whatever. And then they watched, you know, those guys do well and be superstars, all-time Hall of Famers in the NBA. That's all done. And we've talked about the reasons why, and not to mention now, you know, kids are getting paid and kids are taking advantage of NIL. So going to college, it's not the only way for these players. So I, I sympathize with that from a selfish perspective of a fan there's just no way college hoops can ever be such a big part of uh, pop culture. I mean, the Fab Five. I mean, how many more documentaries do you need? How many more books do you need written about the Fab Five? But to know what that was for pop culture or the, the Georgetown Hoyas, mm-hmm. then the Hoya Paranoia, and then the old Big East, and you can just continue right on through. Um, that's just never going to happen again. And that's sad to me. There's just no way that college hoops is ever going to be at that level to where, and nothing, you know, a lot of things change. A lot of things change because of the way that we are consuming sports. Um, we're talking about the the impact of not having Cavs, Indians, uh, the NHL on regional networks and what's that that's going to do all over the country. Like everything is kind of changing right now except the NFL. And it's kind of sad. It really is well, kind of sad. I still think with football, with college football, it is still I, – I still always go, all right, what happens after kickoff? Like, we have grinded. And, and there's part of me where I'm like, man, the Big Ten welcome me in UCLA and USC. Like, we're really doing this? Really mm-hmm. going to do this, yeah. huh? And there's – it's kind of why I, I, <laughs> I kind of do like the Mac. I like that they've invited in some of the craziness. I like like that barstool night they did, that they like the Maction. It, it went really well. Their, their PR arm is very good with the Mid-American Conference. It went really well uh, last year, and I hope they continue to do it. But it's so weird. Like, all these group of five schools, 
And all these Power 5 schools are just going crazy. And the MAC is still the MAC, man. I mean, yeah, you had Toledo, or excuse me, you had Temple uh, kind of dip their toes in it. We were kids. Remember Dante Culpepper and UCF? Oh, yeah. Uh, when, when, well, when I was a kid, you were in college at that time. I mean, um, Marshall was in it. Yeah, yeah Marshall was in it. You're right. You had Byron, Byron Leftwich. Yeah. Byron Leftwich, you're right hey, about Chad that. Hey, Chad Pennington. Call. But, I mean, when you look at the the base schools of the MAC, it kind of it is what it is. And I find that to be fun. And there's a little bit of history there. You know, Lou Holtz coaching uh, William and Mary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. against because the winner uh, the winner of that conference would play the Mid American team in the Tangerine Bowl, <laughs> and so they got blown out by Toledo back in the day. And they were always like, "Yeah, you know, they were seven, five and seven, but they, th- there's there's history to that." And so I like the history of it. And so yeah, it kind of sucks when I'm hearing about. Maryland's in the Big Ten and Rutgers is in the Big Ten. Rutgers has no business being in the Big Ten in any sport, in any sport, because the budgets are way bigger, but we know why they're in it. But at the same time, am I saying any of that after kickoff? No, I'm turning it off after Ohio State goes up 28 nothing. Right, yeah. I am doing that. Boy, I've turned off more Ohio State games over the that's, last that's true. five years than it's, ever before. Honestly, it's gotten to the point with Ohio State, and I know I'm having a different discussion here, and get, you can get me back on track. It's gotten to the point, and this is where I I I, sh- I I brought this up for Ryan Day before. He's held to an unfair advantage where there's people I think get pissed at Ryan Day because they can't change the channel if the game's too close. Mm-hmm. Because you get used to changing the channel and being able to go do other things. And I'll watch you all state game until it gets out of hand. And when it's not out of hand, mm-hmm. why am I? Why are we? Why are we wasting our time with this team? Why? And it's like, well, wait a minute. The coaches over there are paid to play too, or paid to win too, and they're college kids. And sometimes college kids are still college kids, and they wake up on the wrong side of the bed, which happened to Ohio State against Purdue years ago, happened against Iowa mm-hmm. years ago, has happened plenty of times, and will happen again plenty of times. So that's still the fun of it. But we do the complaining, but I don't know if we find the same thing in college basketball because I say in football, Okay, the movement, the ACC, are people coming for them next? Is the SEC going to start to invade the ACC? Are we eventually going to have two super conference? Complain yes. and moan, but what do we say when kickoff happens? But with college basketball, what do we say after tip-off? Do we say anything because we're not even tuning Nobody in Nobody knows who the players are. I mean, I, I, I still think that's a big part. College football... I think you still know the quarterbacks because you're scouting for the NFL. That's true. But even in college football, like there's times I sit there and I stare and stare and watch college football for hours as much as I can on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And there will still be times where I'm just like, I have no idea (laughs) who any of the players are they just told me about. And I won't know until I start to look. And and that's why I swear by the Phil Steele guide. Just because, like, listen, there's other people who put together really good guides but I can just look and see their name and start to regurgitate their stats in my head, and so I know them better. That's mm-hmm. all. That's all. Go ahead. Well, Go ahead. I'll just say this. My final point on college hoops is I've talked, we've talked. Kenny, you've seen these games. You get invited to coaches to come to these basketball games in high school, and I have talked before, and mostly people have seemed to agree with me that the level of play, the talent level, okay, not necessarily team because team is always chemistry and their kids – and that's a tough thing to sort out. You only play 20-some games. But the actual individual skill level in high school basketball is the highest I've ever seen it 
both boys and girls. That's why we need a shot clock. They, and, and, and I think that there's still some momentum trending in that direction. But to see kids Euro stepping in high school, so much so that referees don't know how to officiate it. They're like, ah, oh, that looks weird. Travel. No, actually, is it a travel? Because well, we don't have enough mm-hmm. refs, and the refs that we do have are mm-hmm. it's tough. 100 years old. And you get yelled at the whole game. And he, I told you that high school game yeah. I went to a couple months ago, and that ref, I thought like, that ref was going to fight the coach. Like for how much money? I've why never would you, seen anything why like you want to be berated well, for two hours? And the, the other problem is the only other there are young guys trying to get into it that I've seen basketball, and mm-hmm. we see it in wrestling, and I automatically go high school kid. No, he's like twenty four. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. They look so They're, young. He has a real job yeah. during the day. They're dealing with real issues, but we're yeah. just then they got parents the, waiting for him in the hallway. The fan groups are horrible. So I, I, I've, I've noted this that I've seen the talent level and the individual skill level is so much higher than it was when I was in high school. The kids can shoot. They're so much stronger and can shoot from so much further out because of skill development. And they can do Euro steps and move around defenders. And it, it, it creates a whole slew of new problems, but it's amazing to see. NBA, we've talked. The skill level, almost every team has one through five guys that can shoot the three-pointer. Mm-hmm. Didn't exist when I was young. Nope. They couldn't. I mean, I think about those Knicks teams with Dale Davis and Antonio. They, those guys couldn't shoot from outside of eight feet. And now every big man, you can't play in the NBA unless you can shoot a three-pointer almost. There are some exceptions. Well, that's why people are getting all pissed. They're getting all pissed off about Evan Mobley. It's like he's got to develop an yeah. outside shot, guys. And he will. He will. He's I, got I, to. I do so think he they, will. They have to let him. This is still mm-hmm. this is still a development mm-hmm. season, mm-hmm. and he has to squeeze the trigger on mm-hmm. outside shooting from mm-hmm. time to time. But Sorry. college basketball, does it look any different? Then it looked like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it's still, it's so overcoached by these lifers. I agree. And especially in the Big Ten, when I see Explain over these coach. teams. Explain over So coach. we're going to, uh, oh my God, uh, there's four minutes left. We better call timeout to get a good possession here and use up 35 seconds. Like, what are we doing? Well, it is. It's, no trust in your players whatsoever. It's a different game from the NBA. Right. It, it, it doesn't even look alike. Right. It doesn't even match. Guys, I'm watching Big Ten games played in the 50s, and it's not just the Big Ten. Get the ball at the top of the key. Oh, my now God. Now we're going to pivot. Yeah. Now we're going to have a pose down with the ball at the top of my head now, or over yeah. top of my head. Now I'm going to hand it off to the guy swinging around the top of the key, and now he's going to go high on the right, and he's going to hold the ball over his head. And then in the end, we're working for a contested 18-footer, <laughs> the worst shot in sports. And, oh, no, the peach basket is cracked. And That's right, basically what it looks one. like. And and so I don't understand with all this that's gone on how college basketball is the one sport that just hasn't evolved. Kind of looks the same. And maybe it is because those best players aren't even in. Like if Wembeyama right now is in college basketball, I mean, he would have a field day. He would. He's that good. If Luka Doncic would have played college basketball, but that's only a handful of guys. I mean, that's not everybody. For whatever reason, college hoops just doesn't. It, does, it just hasn't surged ahead. And so when we watch NBA and we're watching Evan Mobley shooting threes and running up and down the floor and there's like this center renaissance going on right now, like Nikola Jokic, like you imagine him in college basketball. Like I'm not seeing that in the college game. Well, we say Euros all the time. Do you notice that I think there's 52 Canadian players in the tournament? No, I didn't know that. There's that many? There's something like that. I saw it. Where did I see that? That's pretty incredible. I, that, that sounds kind of high, but that's why I was stunned by it. There's 51 or 52 Canadian players. 
I want to say. I mean, that is pretty incredible. Boy, I better make sure. Hold on. Why? Talk about yourselves, because that sounds so ridiculous. I want to make sure I got that right. So I, I know college is like tinkered with some rules. They got rid of the five second count in a lot of ways when you couldn't hold the ball for five or dribble the ball for five. They let you do a lot of that. They're trying to continue motion, but I don't know. The spacing in college hoops is still terrible. Because it seems like the kids can't shoot it. This but one. yet, that, that flies in the face of what I just said about how the high school kids can shoot it from everywhere. This but, one says 23. That's still, that's still a... That's I a, said 53. That yeah. is an insane number. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. You are right. 23 is still a lot. Mm-hmm. It is still a lot. I mean, compare that to but 20 damn it, years. When ago. I say 53, that really oversells. And we will name each one of them now. <laughs> Let's compare that to, uh, to you know 20 years ago or when Steve Nash was... Uh, in the NBA, either way, I, in college basketball, <laughs> I am just, I am just saddened. Sorry, I'm, I'm saddened that the bracket came out Sunday. I didn't even watch. I am going to go home today. Uh, I'll get a workout in, but I'll watch twelve fifteen. I'll start watching the games, and then it's up to me to be invested in it and and decide to care about certain storylines or whatever. Remember to, I'm downloading my March Madness app now because they always put you can get the games there on your phone. Yeah, so I yeah, will you can actually like. I do the cheater. I know you're not supposed to, but I'll put it on my phone in the car and actually listen to the TV broadcast of it. I like it better. Yeah, you've got you've got your formula. I always when when we carried it. This is just me being a radio nerd because I know it's not very highly rated um, as much as I wish because I love the audio quality of it but for radio. Boom, yeah, on the because they, they get like, like up the rim. It sounds yes. great. And it sounds like Paul Silas and Tulsa calling yes. games. Uh, yeah. Listen, so I've been good. to the NCAA tournament. Right, I've been to a bunch of NCAA tournaments. It is. It, I know it's not packed. It never looks packed until the end of the night when it's Duke or Kentucky. And, you know, but that there's a charm to it. 12-15, the place is empty. These guys are playing with the season on the line. Right. I don't care. That, that should normally, that Someone's alone. Someone's going to ball their eyes out in an empty gym far away from home. In an empty arena. By 2.30 today. Far away yeah. from yeah. home, which is sad and, but poetic. And it's always, there's at least one team that thought they were going to be there all weekend. Yep. So that trip is booked out. And, and they're just done. Yeah. And then the college coach is on the hot seat. And I wish it was Chris Holtman so he could be gone. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.